Buying a home is one of the biggest investments most of us will ever make, yet most people spend more time researching and shopping for their new TV than they do researching and shopping for their mortgage loan. In case you didn't know, you absolutely can and should take the time to shop around for your mortgage loan. In this episode, we are going to cover how and why you should shop for your mortgage, what to expect when you're applying for a loan, and the difference between getting pre-qualified, pre-approved, and approved for a loan. This is an exhaustive topic that an entire podcast series could be dedicated to. So in this episode, our goal is to explain all the basics of mortgages in simple terms. We want this to be easy to listen to and follow along, so we dedicated a portion of our home buying workbook to further explain topics throughout this episode. We've included links to this workbook in the show notes so you can easily access them from whichever app you are listening from. With that being said, let's dive in. Welcome to the Home Buying Podcast. This is a nine-part podcast to learn about buying a home created by our team at Homeplete. I'm Trey. And I'm Cindy. If you're buying a home, we have an amazing free service to ensure you work with an expert real estate agent, whether you're moving down the street or across the country. To access all nine episodes, the workbook we made to go along with this podcast, and our free service, visit homebuyingpodcast.com. Just a quick note, this podcast was written to help give a basic understanding of the home buying process, but things do change based on the location, which is why we help you to work with a great real estate agent who can properly advise you through your home purchase. When you think of a mortgage, you might think you need to have 20% of the purchase price as the down payment. While that is an option, it's far from the only option. There are many kinds of mortgages, including programs designed specifically for first-time home buyers, to help make it easier to buy a home by requiring as little as 3.5% down or even 0% down if you are in the military or a veteran. And there may be grants that you can receive to help pay for your down payment that do not require you to pay them back. Not only that, but from a mortgage lender's perspective, you can be considered a first-time home buyer even if you have already bought a home before. To learn more about the different types of mortgages, read our common mortgage types section of the workbook. Not only are there many different types of mortgages, but not all mortgage companies offer the same options. We've had clients who have been unable to get approved from one company and still get approved with another. There are many factors that play into this. We've even seen it with business owners buying multi-million dollar homes simply because their finances were too complicated for some lenders to work with. This is to say that being declined is not always due to bad credit or not having enough money. A common thought is that getting a mortgage from the same bank or credit union that you use for your personal banking will get you more favorable terms. This is a logical thought. After all, you're already an established customer with them. However, this is not the case. Whether you've been with a bank for 20 years or 20 minutes makes very little difference And actually, in our experience, it makes no difference at all when it comes to your mortgage. In fact, banks and credit unions aren't even necessarily the best place to get your loan. This is because banks and credit unions offer a variety of services, such as your checking and savings accounts, personal loans, investment accounts, and more, including mortgages. A mortgage lender, as in a company where mortgages are their only service, often has more options to offer you and may be more flexible in their approval process than your bank is. Not only that, but a local lender is more likely to understand the local market, have access to different local programs that help home buyers, and have better availability. It's important to have a lender who is accessible during evenings and weekends because you will need to have a letter specific to the offer you are making from your lender to submit with your offer. 
and you don't want to potentially miss out on a home you love simply because you couldn't get that letter. When you're shopping for a loan, think of it like you're grocery shopping and have a choice of going to a large superstore or your local farmer's market. Can you get groceries at the big chain? Of course you can, along with a bunch of other things you didn't even realize you needed. But does that mean you will find all the options from the farmer's market for sale at your grocery store? Probably not, because it's not as specialized. You should also know that there are both mortgage lenders and mortgage brokers. A mortgage broker acts similar to a mortgage lender. However, they work with many lenders to find the best mortgage option for you. Essentially, they are the middleman doing the shopping around for you, but they charge an additional fee to do this. Shopping around for mortgages can save you money. Rates can vary by as much as half a percentage point, which can in turn lead to savings of tens of thousands of dollars over the life of the loan. There is plenty, and I mean plenty, of money out there, and those lenders want your business. To simplify your decision, focus on the interest rate, the origination fees, and how much you qualify for. Quick note before we talk about applying for a loan. Your credit score plays a big part in getting approved for a mortgage. In order to stay on topic, we won't go down a rabbit hole discussing credit scores in this episode, but we have included a portion of the workbook about credit scores, bankruptcy, and credit repair to help explain how these impact your loan. And if you ever file for bankruptcy, please know that it is still possible to buy a home. Okay, so you found a great local lender and now you're ready to start applying for a loan. Before you hit that apply now button, you should know what documentation you will need to complete your application. Don't worry about trying to write this list down. We've included a list of documents needed for your loan application in the workbook. As part of your application, your lender will ask for the following items when approving you for a loan. W-2s and 1099s, which are your income reports your social security numbers for all of the applicants, pay stubs, bank statements, your driver's license or other form of state or federal ID, such as a passport if you don't have a driver's license, and insurance. Additionally, they will want your current address, former address, annual work history, including names of companies, the positions you had with those companies, and the years in each position. They will also want to know if you have any outstanding debt that may not be reported in your credit score, such as a personal loan. Unlike getting approved for a store credit card, the home mortgage application process is, in a word, ginormous. Just when you think you submitted everything, your lender may ask for additional documentation. Don't worry, this is very common. So what does it mean? It means stay organized. Feng Shui your documents. You'll want to be able to easily access them again if needed. Most applications now happen digitally. If you don't have paper copies of things like your bank or pay stubs, log into the respective accounts and download the statements you'll need. Set time aside to get organized. Consider this part of the application process. It'll be useful to have all of this information easily accessible throughout the process of buying your home. If you're serious about buying a home, then you need to start applying for a loan. Because while you can check out homes without getting pre-approved, you will not know what price range of homes you can afford, and you cannot submit a serious offer to purchase a home when you find one that you love. Let's talk about pre-approval, pre-qualification, and approve and what exactly the difference is between the three. Knowing which level you are in will help you navigate the process and make your experience less stressful. Pre-qualify means you haven't submitted all of your documents we described previously, or that information hasn't been verified yet, or perhaps your credit hasn't been checked yet. It could even be a combination of all three. Pre-qualify might give you a ballpark, but it's unverified and far less serious than a pre-approval. 
You may pre-qualify before you get pre-approved, or you may provide all the information your lender needs upfront and skip directly to the next step of being pre-approved. Getting pre-approved is where you will be asked to supply a lot of documentation, including W-2s, bank statements, etc. Again, the common list is available in the workbook. It also requires a hard pull, which is a formal request of your FICO credit score. In addition, you will be asked to divulge how much cash you have on hand, including any retirement accounts. Side note, did you know you can take out money from your 401k for a down payment and not pay penalties? Please be sure to discuss this with your 401k manager. And speaking of cash and debt, do not make any big purchases during this time. That means if you plan on buying new furniture for your new home, you're much better off waiting until your home purchase is complete and you have the keys in hand before purchasing the new furniture. And don't pay off any credit card without discussing it with your lender first. The reason is, if you make a big purchase or pay down a debt, that means your liquid assets, which is a fancy word of saying money that you have easy access to, have decreased, which in the eyes of the lender changes your financial situation and could cause your loan to fall through. Another key item a lender will look at is your debt-to-income ratio. This is a calculation that takes your monthly liabilities like a mortgage, a car payment, credit cards, student debts, etc., and divides them by your monthly income. It can take anywhere from a day up to a week to get pre-approved. Remember, if you find a house you want, your offer needs to be submitted with the pre-approval letter. Without it, any offer you make is weak at best. And that's if you can even submit an offer at all. Most importantly about getting pre-approved is you will know exactly how much home you can afford. Your pre-approval and interest rate is usually good for 90 days. If you have not found a house during that time, you can ask your lender for an extension. And at this point, you're still pre-approved. When you find the house you want to buy and have your offer accepted, your loan must still be approved. Wait, what? Okay, let me explain. The lender will want to verify that you can still afford it even if you were given a pre-approval letter. They will check to make sure you really didn't buy all of that furniture or paid off any debt unexpectedly, and that you still have money in the bank. Think of it this way. You're borrowing hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. Whoever is lending you that money wants to make sure there is a very good chance that you can pay them back. We covered a lot in this episode and even more in the workbook, but let's summarize this as easily as possible. There are a lot of places to get a loan from, and a lot of different types of loans. You should shop around for a loan by talking to different lenders to see not only who has the best rate, but the best type of loan for you. There are a ton of factors that go into a loan, but don't let that scare you. Remember, the only part you'll care about on a regular basis is your monthly payment, and that is the main number you should focus on being comfortable paying each month. Lastly, remember it is important to get pre-approved for your loan if you're serious about buying a home. And once you get pre-approved, you don't want to make any big payments or purchases without discussing it ahead of time with your lender. As a final thought for this episode, make sure you don't make yourself what is referred to as home rich and cash poor. In other words, keep your monthly payment in mind and make sure it is an amount that allows you to have a life outside of spending all of your money on your new home. You don't need to spend every dollar you are approved for, just the amount you're comfortable paying. In the next episode, we'll talk about the common cost and fees outside of your mortgage that you should expect when buying a home. 
We hope you found this helpful. If so, please let us know by leaving us a review. If you still have questions, please visit homebuyingpodcast.com where our team will answer your questions. Remember, whether you're moving down the street or across the country, our free service will connect you with a qualified expert real estate agent. Go to homebuyingpodcast.com to get started. Thank you.